Welcome to the Start, Scale, Succeed podcast with me, your host, Nicole Higgins, the Buy and Retail Coach, sharing tips, advice, and insight from entrepreneurs that have just launched to multi-million pound business owners. We will be discussing the challenges they faced, advice they would give, and the milestones they achieved and how they got there. Also joining me will be a broad range of experts with some tips and practical how-tos, episodes that will help your business grow and to enable you to live the life you crave. The types of experts that you'll hear from will be those that you will find beneficial as you start and scale your business, from branding and social media experts to mindset coaches and PR marketing. There will also be solo episodes from me discussing a variety of topics from sourcing to maximizing the profit in your business. What is working on TikTok right now? That is some of the things I'm going to talk about today with my guest, Emer Kelly from The Creative Handle. Thanks very much, Emer, for joining me today. Thank you for having me. It's my first ever podcast, so I'm very excited. I've popped your podcast, Cherry. <laughs> Am I allowed to say that? So, Emer, you're a social media marketer and we are going to be talking about TikTok and actionable tips that you can share that people can really take away to help start their accounts and grow their accounts and things based on your experience that you've seen working with clients and what's working and what's not. So Emer, before we get into that, tell us a little bit about you. So my name is Emer. I am based in Kerry in Ireland. I started the Creative Handle in January. So this is my freelance social media marketing business. I mainly focus on social media management and content creation. And all of my clients use TikTok and it works really, really well for them. So I'm excited to share some tips. Did you have to bring them dragon over to TikTok or were they already quite open and they wanted to do it? And were they using it before you started working with them? Luckily, all of my clients are really open to it. They understand the potential that TikTok has. I did have to set up accounts for a few of them, but they were happy to go with it. Some of them are already set up and they use TikTok a little bit, but they didn't have the time for it, to be honest. So that's where I kind of came in. So what are your, what have you seen that's working, that's helping those accounts grow and the exposure for the people that you're working with? So I always advocate on social media as a whole for an authentic approach. So I love seeing brands bringing people along on their business journey, showing a little bit behind the scenes, showing their team. This gives people something to connect to. And I think that's really important when it comes to TikTok. The thing with TikTok as well is that it is the least curated social media platform that we have at the moment. This is why it's perfect for small businesses. Mm -hmm. Small business owners or small business teams don't really have the time to make this picture perfect content. They don't have time to be making scripts for videos and stuff like that. But you don't need any of that with TikTok. People want you to be authentic. And that's what I have seen is working a lot with my clients in particular. So the more kind of rough and ready it is, the better results that you've seen. Yes. Now, quality and video quality and sound quality is still important. You want people to be able to see and understand and hear your video. But it doesn't have to be as curated as we are sometimes on Instagram. When we look at Instagram feeds, we see that they're really curated. They're pretty. They're aesthetic looking. It doesn't have to be like that on TikTok. And another thing that comes into it is adding value. So if you think of your brand and how you can add value to an audience, go with that and kind of see how it works for you. That should that should work really well for you. When you add value, whether it's through humor or educating people, that leads to kind of saves and more engagement. And the more people engage with your video, the more the algorithm pushes it. So value is really, really important too. So give me some examples of what you've seen on that value side that's worked for your clients? So for example, one of my clients is a scalp and kind of hair specialist. So what we've done a lot of since we started only two months ago, I think, 
is we've shared a lot of education about the scalp, caring for the scalp, what products you should use, how you should use them, what works best for what kind of people, different conditions and stuff. So what we're looking at really is what questions people come to us a lot with from the brand. We're answering them before people get the opportunity to ask them on TikTok. And then by doing that, people are learning something from us. So they're coming back for more than when they need it. They know where to go when they have questions. And do you see that it, it starts to kind of a, a knock-on effect of you're offering the value and giving them the solutions or giving them the tips? Are they then coming forward, asking more questions? It helps you create more content than again, further down the line. Yes, absolutely. And this actually falls in line with one of the tips that I have. So for example, this same client, one of our videos took off about a week or two weeks in, started taking off, started performing. It was getting the views, the likes, saves and shares. And then people started commenting as well. So when people started commenting, what we did was we replied to each comment with another video. So this does a couple of things. This kind of shows that you have more value to add. It also shows that you're engaged and you're willing to help and respond. And it brings people over to the page for them to engage with you more. So even just doing little things like that is a really, really big help for your engagement. And people kind of see that. They come over to the page. They're like, oh, I'll follow while you're on the page. Whereas if you're just commenting back to people, you're not bringing them back to the page. Mm. And are they, were they like automated or that you could have those set up beforehand? Did you think, I'm not sure, because in terms of the TikTok and automation, I'm not sure what can be automated and what can't. But when you were saying that you were replying with the videos, if you were getting the comments through, was that the owner of the brand coming back then recording a video? And that's when you see them post the question in the video. Is that what you're doing? There are a few kind of aspects of this. So first of all, I don't recommend scheduling anything for TikTok. TikTok doesn't really favor or like third party apps or third party websites being involved with the content that you're posting. So I have tried this before. We've used later for for scheduling on Instagram and Facebook. It works really well. But when you do it on TikTok, the videos just don't perform. So what I like to do when it comes to saving time with TikTok is I'll save all my posts as drafts with the captions and everything ready. So all I have to do is click in and then post it. I'm not sitting down trying to think of a caption every day when I have to post. It's already done. Then as well as that, we were kind of lucky in the sense that on the content day with my client, we had answered loads of frequently asked questions. This was in our content plan so that we had all this content as a backup. This is something you can do as well for your own brand. Sit down and plan and then record all your frequently asked questions so that when you need these to respond to a comment, it's sitting there ready for you. So basically, when this video started to take off and we were like, okay, let's reply with videos and add more value and bring more people over. I had some of the videos already from our content day with the client. And then I only had to ask the client to record, I think, one other video as a follow up to an answer. So I was able to do all that from my desk here in Kerry. My client is based in Dublin. They didn't have to worry about a thing. And within a couple of days, we had over 50,000 views. So there really is value in having your content ready to go and replying with comments. And how, in terms of a TikTok strategy, where would you say people start with that? I think the way I kind of do for my clients, because any of my social media clients also have Instagram and Facebook and things like that involved in their plan. I kind of start with that plan. And then based off of that, I'll go along and plan the TikToks. So anytime we're posting a reel on our Instagram or Facebook, I'll also repurpose that and bring it over to TikTok. Mm -hmm. This way, we're also saving time. We don't have to go and record a whole new video just for TikTok. 
So anything that's shared as a reel or anything like that on Instagram is also shared as a TikTok. As well as that, then we kind of, we call, we have content from that day that we can repurpose and use it in different ways and stuff. So it's not always the exact same content that we're sharing yeah. on both because we want to bring people over to the other one. So on the days that there's not a real plan that we're doubling up as a TikTok, we just think of a new idea using the content that we have or we share behind the scenes or we share something that we just saved from the story that can yeah. do great as a TikTok. It's important to repurpose things as best you can. Think of how you can use the same content in a different way and stuff like that. So say, for example, you might have done a, a carousel on Instagram and instead of then, obviously, you wouldn't repost that carousel to TikTok as a study because it's of the type of content it is. But you could do the video talking through whatever the carousel content was. Yes, absolutely. Now, with TikTok, you can actually share images at the moment. They kind of do have a carousel feature now. But what we tend to do is we tend to kind of stick with video. So we'll just do talk throughs instead of images. Yeah. What are some of your kind of actionable top tips that people can use for TikTok? So I think when it comes to TikTok, people tend to get overwhelmed and bogged down quite a bit. There is so much information out there. So people are telling you, you need to do X, Y, Z to be successful on TikTok. I would say take everything you see online with a pinch of salt. That would be the main thing with getting started because it's so easy to get overwhelmed and it turns people away from using TikTok when it could be such an amazing asset for your brand. Then off the back of this, I think people approach TikTok with the mindset of trying to go viral. Like we have to go viral. Is this content going to go viral? How are we going to make it go viral? But I think we need to change our mindset. I think it's not all about going viral. TikTok should be used to amplify your brand's message, to show you and your team and your brand what you can do and how you do it, rather than approaching everything with the attempt to go viral. People think that going viral is how you're successful on TikTok, but it's not. You could have a video that gets 500 views and it doesn't seem like a lot and it might be disheartening to you. But that's 500 sets of new eyes on your brand that you didn't have before. So we need to look at it from a mindset of being authentic, showing who you are, amplifying your brand message. And then off the back of that, building a little bit of brand awareness, building trust and a little bit of a sense of community as well along with that. And that community side, how do you suggest or how do you do that for the brands that you work with? So for the brands that I work with, I make a conscious effort to show the founder and their team. A lot of the time we tend to focus on just the founder. The team is every bit as important. The team have knowledge to share. It's a new face to add. People like familiarity. So if they recognize a face and associate it with a brand, they're like, oh yeah, and they'll stop and they'll watch. So try to get your team involved if you can. Easier said than done. <laughs> Not everyone is willing, but it is really important. It's all about the authentic approach, really. Storytelling is amazing as well. So when you're bringing people along on your brand story, you can be a little bit vulnerable. It's okay to be vulnerable because it's relatable for people and it gives them something to connect with. So don't be afraid of sharing your learnings or your mistakes or how you got from here to there and things like that. So definitely try storytelling content as well. And then like keeping on track of all comments and stuff like that, how is there, I know you said you don't automate, but is there any kind of automations that you can do on that, on those kind of things? Not really, not that I would use or would be aware of. I think TikTok's approach at the moment with where the app is, is they don't want things like that to be automated. They want it to stay authentic. So they want you being involved and they want you to be engaged. By all means, if you're asked, if you're asked a question a lot in comments over and over, you could have in your notes app a copy and paste answer. 
just yeah. to speed it up but really it's just as quick to you answer it at it. that time yeah you still yeah. answer kind of at that time or you ha- or you have like you said your video maybe already recorded and you just keep reposting it or you keep going yeah. whatever way you might do it you know exactly you send it back to them and so being authentic sharing your brand story getting the getting the team involved if you have a team mm-hmm. and showing those behind the scenes anything else that you've seen that's that's working well that's kind of gaining traction and helping grow that account I think it makes such a huge difference when your content is accessible to more people. So using closed captions is a really big deal at the moment. A lot of people open TikTok and they're just scrolling, but they're not actively engaged. And a lot of the time, people don't even have their volume up. So if you're sitting there chatting, people aren't hearing what you're saying, where someone can sit there if they're on the bus to work or if they're sitting in company and they're just scrolling, they can read what's going on instead of just skipping because they're like, oh, I can't hear it. So I'm not interested. So putting closed captions on our videos has made the world of a difference. We do a lot of videos with a couple of my clients where they're just sitting chatting. So it's harder for people to be engaged when there's not anything actively happening in the video. Whereas when you have the words on the screen and they have to follow it, they're more actively engaged. In terms of like the hooks and getting and the actions or that first kind of getting people to watch, is there any is there anything that you've seen that works the best or you know I suppose what I'm asking for is kind of tips on those hooks and those captions to get people involved right from the beginning yes absolutely a lot of people now are using negative hooks so instead of saying you need to try this product you're kind of putting a negative spin on it a lot of people are just going with the exact opposite of saying like why you shouldn't buy this product and then sarcastically kind of listing reasons so it's you're kind of injecting the humor there as well Grabbing people's attention at the start of a video is getting harder and harder day by day. We're consuming so much media. And if we're not caught off guard by something or if something doesn't grab our attention immediately, we're gone again, which doesn't say much for us as people. But um, (laughs) a lot of people are referring to hooks now as power statements. So just the use of the word power kind of amplifying that you need to be it needs to be a really powerful statement that you're making. Mm -hmm. A lot of people as well, they were seeing start a video and I'm so guilty of this myself when you're trying to be on the camera and you're like, you're a bit overwhelmed by it or whatever. And you go, hi guys, that's such a habit that we all have. And we all see people do it all the time. But if you just get straight to the point, it's much more effective. Yeah. When you're saying, hi guys, hope you're all well. People are like, oh, whatever. Whereas if you are saying you'll never believe what happened, then people are like, oh, and they're a little bit more interested. Yeah. And I think as well, especially if they then stay on your page and you've got 10 videos after the other going, hi guys, da, 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 you know, they're not going to stay to watch those 10 videos where, if, like you say, if you go, don't buy this, if you don't, da, 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 or you'll never believe what happened or guess what, or whatever it might be. It's a much yes. more straight in, you know, rather than a get, get to know me side of things. It's a straight in kind of statement isn't it and you're getting straight to the point because it is about that kind of attention span and the time people have and they just they just want to know what they want to know and they want to know it now yes people are on your page for what you can offer them not for the niceties and small talk and stuff there is absolutely a place for the get to know me videos and stuff like that I adore content like that yeah but when you want to grab someone's attention you need to be direct yeah and mixing it up I suppose as well making sure that you've got that good balance of variety on the account. I know that you would talk about in terms of offering that value, giving them information. And I suppose I hear different things with Instagram, you know, it's kind of entertain, educate, inform, or an awareness. Is it the same? Is it the same then for TikTok as well? 
It's similar, but I wouldn't be as strict with TikTok content in that regard as I would with Instagram. I think it's really important on Instagram to have your pillars, to try to stick with them. They don't always have to be even or anything, but I think it's a lot of trial and error with TikTok as well and seeing what people are responding to on your page. So if you're focused on, let's say you start and you're like, okay, let's entertain, let's educate, let's do X, Y, Z. And then you're finding that your audience are relating a little bit more to the humor side of it. And they're not really paying attention to your educational style videos. Maybe you can try to bring the education in in a humorous way because you still want to keep your brand values at the end of the day. But you need to also tailor to what your audience are listening to and engaging with. So for you, who I'm going to ask you two questions, Rich. One is for you. Who are the perfect clients for you? I love when clients and their teams are willing to be involved in the content. It makes my job so much easier. And because we know that's what people want to see. We know that bringing the team along is going to be successful. So I love that. That makes my life easier. And communication is actually really, really important when you're hiring someone to do your social media. You kind of think you can pass it off a lot of the time, but you really can't. Social media managers can do a lot for you. They can do so much, but you also need to communicate with them. So you need to keep a strong sense of staying in touch. So that's perfect. I'm quite low maintenance as a social media manager. Honestly, those two things, I'm happy. (laughs) Do you know, I was going to ask you as well, like if people are, are looking to hire a social media manager, like what kind of conversation to, because there's so many, there's a lot of people play in that space, you know, and there's a variety of experiences. And so if I was looking to hire a social media manager, how can I tell who's good and who's not? Or, or how, and I know it, it you know, it might be subjective, but how do I know what to look for, what to ask? You know, what are those kind of, not, that key kind of, that introduction side of things or when you're trying to find out who's the right person for you and your brand, what should you be finding out to kind of go, yeah, that's, they're the right, they're the, they're right for me. Let me, I'll rephrase that. If I'm looking for a social media manager, what should I be looking for? What should I expect them to be doing or have? So what I would look for if you were looking for a social media manager is someone whose values align with you and your brand's values. This would just make everything so much more seamless. There kind of has to be an understanding in place that you're both working towards the same goal as your social media manager should be with you. Ask them what they think you should be doing with your social media. See what you, how you feel about their answers. If it's something that you think you love for your brand, then they understand your brand just from looking at it and they're probably the person for you. Whereas if it's someone who comes back to you with, oh, you should do X, Y, Z, but X, Y, Z isn't on your radar and it's not the style you like, or it's not how you want your brand to be viewed or seen by people, maybe they're not the one for you. A lot of people that do what I do have portfolios as well. So you could always ask for their portfolio, look at their work that they've done previously and see how you like that. What I do for my clients before we get started on working together is I put together a social media audit. So basically it's a document full of ideas and the strategy that I would have in place for their brand. That's not a bad idea. Now, it's kind of tricky because... You don't want to be asking people to do things for free all the time for you. You're not getting free work off these people because I just don't agree with that either. But I would imagine you really need to kind of shop around a little bit. I would imagine you probably don't do that for everyone. You probably do only do that for people that you're like, I either really want to work with you or I think I know you're 90% there and this will probably tip you over the edge to go, yeah, I'm going to book it. Yes, absolutely. So basically, 
I do social media audits as a separate service as well. But then yeah. when someone is being onboarded for social media management, it's part of the process. Yeah, yeah, I get that. And how, in terms of planning, and I'm only kind of asking from a selfish point of view, really, but just in terms of planning when you're working with someone, like how frequent are you scheduling this all in advance or is it not? You know, like how how does that, just even the day-to-day work when you're working with someone, you know, a brand founder of uh, managing their social media? So... In terms of scheduling in advance, everything is scheduled at least a few days or a week in advance. Now, some of my clients, after a content day, I'll be really on top of the content and it'll be scheduled for the next couple of weeks, even at times. Sometimes then you're kind of playing catch up with some or with a lot of small businesses, there's a lot of moving parts. So you can't always schedule the content as ahead of time as you would like. A lot of things change and stuff like that. So you could be scheduling something to go up later this evening sometimes because it's a brand new announcement or something has happened, you need to change the content calendar. So there is a level of organization, I guess, needed. But in terms of the business owner, they don't really need to do much at all, to be honest. Once they let me know they're happy with the content, if they're happy with the results and any questions that I need kind of answered, that's basically it. Mm -hmm. Great. I'm just, I'm just curious because I know that there, there are a lot of, it, it's quite difficult to know, you know, what's the right, you know, who's the right fit for you as a business owner, you know, and, and what's the kind of format and all that kind of thing. If you've not worked with someone, if you've managed it either yourself before or it's new to you or your your company is new. So, Emma, where can people find you and how can they work with you? So you can find me on Instagram at the creative handle. Let me check if there's an underscore. I should know that. The creative <laughs> handle underscore on Instagram. Um, you can also email me, the creative handle at gmail.com. So yeah. Great. And you offer, you mentioned, I know that you're, I've seen on your Instagram, you're fully booked in terms of taking on clients, but you offer audits and, and that kind of thing as well. So even if you're not available to do full-time social media, you can do audits and kind of ad hoc sessions with people as well, can't you? Yes, exactly. So I'm very lucky to be fully booked now. But you still can avail of a social media audit or even a once-off content day if you need. Great. Fantastic. Well, the links to that will be in the show notes. And I hope you've enjoyed today's chat with Emer. I'll be back again next week with another great guest. Amazing. Thank you for having me. You're welcome. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of Start, Scale, Succeed. If you've enjoyed today, I would love for you to leave a review and I will see you again next week. If you'd like to hear more from me, your host, Nicole Higgins, you can follow me on Instagram at The Buying Retail Coach. Check out my website, www.thebuyingretailcoach.com or find me on LinkedIn. All the links are below in the show notes. And don't forget to subscribe to my newsletter, The Step, for lots of helpful tips and advice.